0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Lost a Step podcast. If you're wondering why you're hearing my voice at the beginning... Isn't
1: this episode nine? This is nine? I thought so. <laughs> no, it's nine. This is,
2: this is episode nine. Is it Let really? Let me double check, right? Let Man, me double time check. Goes,
0: time goes fast.
2: This is going in the show, by the way. This is nine? <laughs> this is going in the show. This is Jeez. my call. Our
0: normal host isn't going to be happy. <laughs>
2: he's Lost, gonna have a uh,
0: choice, word, yeah, loss, uh, choice have words to, with me
1: i'm seeing episode eight was last week okay so this episode is episode
0: eight. nine and if you are <laughs> if you're if you're wondering why, why i'm talking at the beginning and probably never will again um it's because mike is a little bit uh under the weather today so he asked us to go on without him um We'll try to do our best off to a little bit of a rocky start, I guess. But, Mike, uh, we hope you're feeling better soon. And uh, we hope to have you on next week. Happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers out there. Max, Mark, happy birth, uh, Happy Mother's Day <laughs> to, uh, to your mothers. Um, both wonderful, wonderful ladies raising such wonderful young men. I know that wonderful. you both were difficult in, in, <laughs>
1: in your youth.
2: Shout out to uh, Gina Pitta. Oh, Thank you. As well.
1: Appreciate you And. That. And, and I just want to shout out a soon soon to be mother. Um, I know, right. I know you're uh you're getting ready. So yeah, me as well. Might
0: be doing episode twelve from the hospital, but uh, we'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we get there. We
2: hope we wow. hope so. We <laughs> hope that uh, you give us a uh live report of the uh <laughs> of the dining hall situation for the food. And...
0: I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my mother bring me some food from the outside. You know what I mean? You gotta have cafeteria food, option, That's the deal. Chicken cutlet. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> It's the only uh, dining cafeteria hospital that's on the uh, Zagat's list. Good for them. Wow, wow.
0: Not looking forward to to the hospital food, but we will try to continue (laughs) as best we can without Mike today. Um, He's probably going to listen to this and say, "Man, next time I'm you know, no matter how sick I am, I'm going to fight through it. I'm I'm going to fight through it after he (laughs) hears us do it today." But we will carry on, and we will start today with. The NBA, Uh, we're right in the middle here of the second round. Um, Let's start Warriors-Grizzlies. Grizzlies Grizzlies had uh, a nice win in game two, a nice bounce-back win. And then last night, they gave up, it seems like, um, 220 points, uh, actually 140. But the big story to take away from that, Max, um, John Morant hurt. And if he can't go game four, hard to like Memphis's chances.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about, uh, players or teams stepping up for, for their injured guys, but it's tough to imagine the Grizzlies can pull off, uh, even just one win without Moran. I just feel like it'd just be too much to overcome. Um, but yeah, that, that injury, I've been watching it so much, just trying to, see what exactly happened and all the, the Jordan pool talk. And I actually wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, I'm guessing you, you saw mm-hmm. th- when he did get hurt. And, yep. uh, I mean, what do you think? Is is there more to it? In my opinion, I thought it was a lot of nothing. Um, I, but I, obviously it's I a big agree deal to with you. Morant.
0: I thought it, I thought it was a lot of nothing. I think it's, you know, looking at it when you see something like that, there's always going to be a group, fans, social media, whatever it may be, that's going to say something just to stir the pot, just to get it going. Um, I agree with you. I, I thought it was a whole lot of nothing. Other people don't see it that way. And now, unfortunately, because of it, um, I mean, he's probably not playing game four. So the Grizzlies are most likely done. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, and him getting hurt didn't have anything to do with them losing last week. Right. Yeah. I think I think you and I and maybe even Mark could have been out there last night <laughs> and scored a couple cuz they couldn't down a three. they couldn't rotate on anyone last night. Yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't defend anyone yesterday. Warriors were running circles around them. So that's not the reason for the loss yesterday, but that being said, without him on the road in game 4 uh, you just you don't like Memphis's chances uh without him.
1: Um what are what are they saying right now? Have you seen any updates? Are they I'm just is it I'm looking just, doubtful? I'm
0: just, I'm just reading the the ESPN from last week Up uh, from last week, from last night, just saying last likely night. likely out.
1: Damn. Likely yeah, out. I, um, I think that's it's sad because this is a good series. Um right. I think a lot of people believe the Warriors will win no matter what, but taking right. away Morant, I mean and yeah, I I tough. know that
0: he's young and I know that he doesn't have that much experience in the league, but we don't know Jordan Poole to be a dirty player. Right. You know, a a player Clay that Thompson even, said
1: something. Right. To that even, af- to that you effect. know, he's
0: not even really a guy that plays with an with an edge. Definitely a hungry guy, considering he was in the G League last where year. where he came
1: from. Yeah. right,
0: Playing with a lot of energy, with a lot of passion. But we've never seen known Jordan Poole to be. A dirty kind of player on the court. I agree with you, Max. Um, it's a whole lot of nothing. And now, if you're the Warriors, um, especially with the Phoenix-Dallas series, which we'll get to, going to at least Game Six, you want this series wrapped up in five.
1: For sure, yeah, yeah. Get it, you get don't, it done with rest. Get it up. done
0: with rest up. You know, you you've got some older guys. You know the the Currys, the Greens the Thompsons give them an an extra little bit of rest. I think that would be good for them. Um, And again, could Morant come back in game five and Memphis win? Of course, of course that could happen. Um, But if he can't, and you're the warriors, you want this done in five. You do not want this going back to golden state. Give your guys a couple extra days rest and then get ready for uh, whoever's coming next.
1: Yeah. And especially the way it was looking with the Suns, Mavs where, a lot of people probably thought four or five games at most. And right. uh, now this now I thought five. maybe the Warriors are a team that could rest. So, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great for them. Uh, put them in a good position if the Warriors can get it done, you know, sooner rather than later and, and rest up those those older guys. Um, I will say, you know, not to harp on the, the pool jaw incident, but do you think, a lot of it is because of how this series has gone so far. And, you know, if this was just a regular one regular season game that this wouldn't even really be talked about, but because of the uh, The Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green fouls, that's why this is being blown out of proportion, maybe.
0: Tough to say. Um, I think that those guys going at it and doing what they're doing certainly puts the series a little more on edge, kind of in the back of your mind that other things have happened in the series so far. So now we kind of have to, look at everything with a magnifying glass kind of. So yeah, yeah I, I think there's, there's some, you know, you don't really think of it, but it's kind of subconsciously there in the back of your mind. I, I kind of understand what you're saying a little bit. Yeah. I do
1: like, I like the physicality though. in some of these series, at least because I feel like I know we're going to talk about the NHL in a little bit, but like when they play a bunch of games against one team, you see like these little like rivalries inside, like, you know, the matchups, matchups, contempt. And like with the NBA, I feel like you don't see it a ton, at least anymore with the playoffs. Like it seems like everyone's still kind of like, yeah, they're competing, but it's not, not that like hard fouls. And then like that goes into the next game. And I feel this like you're one's seeing that nasty. a little bit. Yeah. yeah this and one's, I like, this one's I like nasty. that. It gives you more to more to watch.
0: Right. And, um, you know, we, we, we hope that Morant is okay and healthy, obviously a great player. And we want to see him back on, um, just hard to see Memphis, uh, advancing, continuing, um, if he's, if he's going to miss uh, game four and, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Moving on to the game that was played today, uh, Dallas and Phoenix. I'll be honest with you, Max, I did not see this one going to six games. I thought Phoenix would win this in five, but when you hit 23 pointers in a game like Dallas did today and you know, it's, it's kind of, fun. I, you know, I know Jalen Brunson is a good player. I'm, right, I'm not yeah. ready to call him great. I'm, I actually wish, I kind of hope the Knicks get him in the offseason, but I'm not ready to call him great. He's a good, solid NBA player, which is kind of what the rest of Dallas is around Luka Doncic, and they just spread it out, five across, and they really have guys that can knock down shots. And when you hit 23s in a game, and Phoenix only hits uh, nine. Yeah, nine of nine of twenty three. Good things are gonna happen. And um, you know, Chris Paul just uh the foul trouble today, obviously not a good day for him. Um but yeah, I'm I'm surprised that th- that this one is is gonna go to six. I thought Phoenix would win one in Dallas. Uh not the case, and we have a series now.
1: We really do. Yeah, and this was my bold prediction. Uh Last week, I thought it would go six, if not seven. I don't know if that was me just kind of hoping it would go and they the Mavericks would give the Suns a hard time. I don't know if I actually believed it just because I, I was kind of with a lot of people where it seemed like the Suns were heading for a sweep or at least, you know, a 4-1 series win. Um, So the Mavs, I mean, we talked about them against the Jazz and it didn't seem like without Luka, they would have a chance and they, you know, played pretty well against the Jazz without them. And now with Luka, you know, this Mavs team's sneaky and people keep counting them out. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith hit uh, eight threes today. So I know he's not going to do that every night, but if they can get something like that from this team and from some of these other guys besides uh, Luca, I mean, yeah, they they have a chance and this could actually go seven now.
0: Here's what hurts, Max, if you're Phoenix in today's game. Luca goes one of 10 from three. So Dallas shot 20, of 44 <laughs> from three which is just under 46 percent that's that, that's tremendous if, if, if you don't know your NBA three-point percentages under 46 percent is tremendous right if yep. you take out Lucas shooting today they shot just under 56 percent without <laughs> him he was right one of 10 you know if, that- if, 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 if 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 before the game you say Lucas shoots one of 10 from three Every team in the league says, sign me up, sign me well, up. I mean, when
1: I don't think the Navs expected uh Bertans to come off four the bench and go four for six from three Dinwiddie and like some of these in other two. outputs. Bullock in two.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough way to lose a game, although Lucas still managing to get seven rebounds, 11 assists, so still able to contribute uh and seven of eight from the free throw line, but that's, that's tough when he goes one of 10 from three and you allow the rest of the team to shoot 56%. I I mean, I don't know what it is because I said during the first series that I couldn't believe in game six, how open the Mavericks were getting in game six in the second half against the jazz. And today I just felt like I was seeing the same game all over again. And Phoenix is a way better defensive team than Utah. And and, and here we are.
1: I could also see Phoenix kind of just maybe fully, maybe they weren't fully woken up, you know, and ready to go thinking they're going to win this series. And now that it's two, two, they go back to Phoenix. I, I just can't see them losing this series because of the home court advantage they have. Um, Even if they, you know, let's say they win game five, lose game six. It just seems like it'd be tough for them to lose again at home uh, or lose at home, you know, in game seven. So I mean, do you think the Suns? Do you think there's any worry there in that locker room, or they they still feel pretty confident and hope I think that they, still they don't feel face pretty that confident.
0: I still think they're gonna win, but you better get Game Five at home. I think this could yeah. be a home game wins every series. You uh you better get Game Five at home if you're Phoenix. Uh, the Sixers are leading right now, at the break as we're, uh as we're recording this, they're up by eight. Um, trying to tie the series two two, good thing happens. Uh, good things happen when you get Joel and beat back Max. Uh, yeah, real it's quick, not yeah, <laughs> uh real quick. too bad for real quick. Go ahead. What did you thought of uh, Bucks yesterday? Crazy, crazy finish. Um, yeah, if, any, if anybody I, I didn't just watch hate it, that crazy frenetic sequence. Um, Al Horford tipping it in, but too late in real time. So did you close. Think, it
1: looked. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was going to overtime. I thought yeah. he got it off in time. He right. he though when he turned around, he didn't look he super knew. like. Yeah, excited. I think he he knew. knew. But yeah, I mean, I just don't like that the game's like the talk about it afterwards is just all about the refing and the fouls. Um I feel like both teams kind of had some bad calls against them. I will say I thought Marcus Smart normally, that would be three shots. I don't know if you saw that sequence, but basically Marcus Smart was at the line at the end of the game and he had two free throws instead of three because they said he got fouled uh, on the floor instead of right. in the in the motion of the three. So I thought that was a questionable call, but there was a, a ton of calls. A lot of people are saying Giannis should have been called for more, but I don't know. I just hate when it, it all the talk is about the the refing and the bad calls, because I think in a, most games, there's so many calls that could have gone the other way or just that could have changed the game. But you can't hang up on on all the different calls. I mean, the Bucks. The Celtics, I guess, shot the last seventeen free throws of the game. The the Bucks didn't shoot any. Um, I think in the fourth quarter or something crazy like that is the stat I was seeing a lot today from Bucks Twitter. Um, so I mean, the Bucks probably have something to complain about. The Celtics, I'm sure, could have got some more calls. I'll be interested to see how Game Four is ref, or sorry, Game Five is ref, because, uh, sorry, Bucks are up two one now. Two one. So two one. Game four. Game four. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how game four is raft. I'd like to see them let the both teams play. So yeah, it'll be interesting, but, um, but the bucks got a big win and I hope they win another one at home and that way make it a little easier going back for game five.
0: I think it's such a big game for the box because even if the Celtics go down three, one, If Middleton's not playing and they have two games at home, I think think they'd still have a chance. I think this is a huge game for the Bucs. Bigger for the Bucs than it is for the Celtics. I still think they could come. Obviously, yesterday was close. Not much separating these two teams, even without Middleton, because the Bucs obviously, you know, and they proved and they won, and they played a great road game in game one um, and then adjusted well in game three after not playing well in game two. Right. Um, So I think this is a, big, big one for the Bucks tomorrow. And uh, if they do get it, then they really put Boston in, in, uh, in a tough pickle, even though they would have two of the next possible three um,
1: at home. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I think this one's going to seven. I've said it from the beginning. I just it just seems like it's going to be that back and forth where they both teams keep making adjustments and just have some close games. Um, both teams have their start, you know, Missing Middleton, but Giannis can take over a game. Obviously, Tatum didn't have a great game yesterday, but yeah, we'll see. But I think I think it is going to go seven. But yeah, Bucks have a big one tomorrow night to uh, try and go up two games on them. All right. We'll move over to some more playoffs, but talking some hockey. Uh, Pinto, uh, let's start off with Eastern Conference. I mean, maybe I'll start off with I won't make you talk about the Rangers right away. But how about that Canes Bruins series? Um, it seemed like the Bruins were kind of dead in the water down two-0. You go to Boston, and that's what, I guess, home ice means. And Boston's won two in a row now, and it's a whole different series.
0: Yeah. um, Not only won two games. Played really, really well um, in two games at home. Um, Carolina's a tough team to slow down. So much offensive talent. And just two goals in game three and two goals in game four. And we're, we're back to a series. The Bruins can be a tough team to play against. They're they're experienced. They're 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 tough, they're chippy, they're they're strong up the middle. Um I th- I th- I mean I picked Carolina to get to the Stanley Cup. Right, uh, yeah. But we Boston did. now has 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 given uh the Hurricanes something something to think about at least with two really um impressive performances and Uh, a nice ability to come back because Carolina had a a, a lead twice in this game. One, nothing and two, one. And then they, uh, 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 I'm I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No. So I was just going to say, as you know, um, obviously I'm not the, the hurricanes number one fan, but I've definitely been trying to watch this series and just, you know, support, support the team here in Carolina. What I've seen just as a, you know, a fan that doesn't know a ton about, hockey you know all the different strategies things like that but what i've seen is it seems like the hurricanes in those first two games at home they were the more physical team and it was kind of the bruins maybe taking some cheap shots and i feel like that changed a lot at boston i don't know if it's because they got down or you know in game three um and then in game four the hurricanes had a lead but uh once the bruins got up it seemed like that changed a lot i mean do you think that's a huge thing because when the, when the hurricanes are the more physical team, like it just seems like they're confident. Um, and that's just turned into uh the Bruins now being that more confident, hard hitting team. Um, And they also have been taking care of uh special teams as well. So I feel like that's a big difference too, but I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you mentioned the Bruins are more physical or normally a pretty physical team. Um, Is that starting to take a toll on the hurricanes? Like, what do you think the big issue is?
0: Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think one is, as you alluded to, it is easier to play more physical at home. You yeah. feed off the crowd. You get good shifts early in the beginning. You get the crowd into it. It's easier to play a more physical brand of hockey at home, which the Bruins are good at doing. A second thing which has swayed the series, which um, I should have mentioned at the top because um, it is very important, is they switched goalies. So Omar was out. And Swayman is in, and now Swayman's won two in a row. Now, for anyone who really hasn't paid attention to the Bruins this season, uh, they have really done as a split as a goalie tandem with Olmark and Swayman. It's kind of one A and one B. There's really, yeah. you know, traditionally in hockey, you've got your, your goalie and your backup goalie. Uh, these two guys are pretty much a you know 50-50 split. And they gave Olmark the starting game two to try to bounce back. He was not good. Swayman comes home, wins two. So now this is a big decision for the Bruins who they go back to in game five. Um, but obviously, if you – and again, granted, it is easier to play at home than than on the road. Um, but if, if, if you have two solid games against this Carolina team that can score a lot of goals um, – and a nine twenty-five save percentage through two games. That's a tough decision for the Bruins, who you roll with in uh, in Game Five.
1: Yeah, and I just feel like it's hard to go away from the guy that, even if you know, even if maybe it wasn't necessarily him. I just feel like when you're getting wins, it's tough to go away from that. Um, so I'd be surprised if they if they went away from from uh, is it Swayman? Yep. But yeah, like you said, it seems like they've been. The like the 1A, 1B situation. So I guess we'll see who they throw out there, but it's tough to go away from the guy that you've just won two games with, even if you are going back on the road. It's Um, just
0: another example, Max, of how balanced and competitive the NHL playoffs can be. It's the polar opposite of the NBA. It's the the absolute polar opposite. Carolina is really good. I picked them to go to the Stanley Cup. Right. the Bruins are really good too. They're a good hockey team. They seem like they're always a good hockey team.
1: I also think it's interesting when there's when you do have like two goalies you can put out there on any given night because, like, it seems like in other sports, it's like okay, we have our guy or like right. our our starting pitcher. I know with baseball, obviously, you're not going to start the same starting pitcher every night, but right, it just seems like. This is a more sport and, where
0: more and more teams are starting to do the two goalies. Pittsburgh did right. it when they won the cup. Washington's done it in past years. St. Louis did it when they won the cup. Um, you know, the Rangers really don't do it. They've had like three starting yeah, goals I feel like in, the last, like, yeah. in the last like like 30 years.
1: It's hard for them to do it. Yeah. With
0: right. Who they've had. Yeah. But there are a lot of teams that are doing it more now and maybe some even a little more 60 60- 35 kind of split this this right this tandem in boston is really a 50 50 split and um you know i I don't really uh i'm I'm not gonna say not really uh i don't like the bruins but it's (laughs) if you've ever watched their their post game um like kind of thing they have going on the Uh ice it is kind of cool like how how much the other how much one pulls for the other guy when they're basically competing for playing time and and Obviously, yeah. you want to be out there. You want to help your team win. You for want to sure. play. It's probably tough to games. sit out. Yeah, You're right. But they have they have a really nice chemistry going, and um, obviously, I'm sure that rubs off uh, on the rest of the squad.
1: Yeah, and and you mentioned the Rangers before, so we'll might as well talk about it now. Um, just to for people that maybe don't know, um, Penguins are up two one now. Uh, they play tomorrow night, Monday, May 9th, um at Pittsburgh again. Um, penguins coming off a seven, four win on, uh, or just the other night. And I mean, can you talk about obviously the crazy game one triple overtime, which I'm sure <laughs> you were a little tired the next day, but can you just talk about the the first three games so far and obviously a high scoring, uh, series so far? Yeah.
0: Um, so in game one, um, the Rangers had a really tough call go against them at the end of the period, uh, at the end of the third period, and might have cost them a win. Lost the game in overtime. Played a solid game two. Got back on track. The Penguins have Louis Deming, their their third string goalie, playing. Uh, the Rangers were able to win game two, five five to two. Uh, I was at the game; it was great. Uh, and then last night, a weird, fluky, just a strange game. Uh, The Rangers gave up four goals in the first period. Um, They pulled Shesterkin after one. I had no problem with the move. Um, He uh, didn't – two of the – arguably three of the goals were on Shesterkin, so I had no problem with pulling him. Rangers storm back, tie the game 4-4, and then uh, unfortunately uh, give up a really bad goal on the fifth one. Um, And then two empty netters – Make the game 7-4. So if you're the Rangers, you can look at this either glass half full or glass half empty. If you want to go glass half empty, um, Shesterkin has not been great in two of the... Well, I shouldn't even say that in game one because three of the goals he had no chance on. But last night was not a good performance at all. So you could say, is he starting to show a little vulnerability? He's right. been the team MVP all season. On the other hand, the Rangers could have won game one, and they could have won game three. They didn't really get outplayed last night, um, especially in the second period. They dominated the Penguins in the second period on the road. And then they had three power play chances, the fourth best power play in the league for the Rangers this year, and they couldn't convert. So they had chances they couldn't go. If you're the Rangers for game four, you want a tight-checking, grind it out, ugly, gritty win. You don't want the Penguins scoring more than two goals in the game tomorrow. You don't want a 5-4 win if you're the Rangers. You want a 2-1, 3-1, 2-0 win. That's
1: and I'll ask you, you real
0: if they're if they're tomorrow, go ahead.
1: I'll ask you real quick uh, before we maybe move on to a, another series or two, but if the Penguins do end up pulling off the win tomorrow um, at home, do, you, do the Rangers have a chance to come back yeah. from down 3-1? I mean, I know I they think, head yeah. to the Garden for Game 5, but... Yeah, I
0: think they do, because I, I, I have not seen an entire... You know, the Penguins have their third-string goalie playing, so the advan- and the Rangers have the probable Vezina winner in in Chesterkin so... Right, yeah. That's, and I know Tristan Jari, the Penguins' starting goalie, is working to get backs, but as of now, he's still out, so... um. Igor Shostakhin needs to come up big tomorrow and play. Obviously, you take the win every way you can get. If they win 7-6, you take it, right? But Shostakhin needs to play a good one tomorrow, a really strong game. Rangers need to play well in front of him, limit the chances as much as they possibly can. I still think they can come back if they're down 3-1 because, again, as I said, there's a third-string goalie playing for Pittsburgh, and I'll take... My chances against a third string goalie, the Rangers scored five against them on in game two and four more last night. So scoring on this guy doesn't seem to be a problem for, right. for the Rangers Just Turkin needs to come up big tomorrow, play a really good, strong hockey game. And then you feel good about yourself going 2 two with two of the next three at home.
1: Yeah. And before, uh, before we move on um, we don't have time obviously to talk about every series, but is there another series, whether it's the East or the West that just, Maybe surprising you a little bit whether it's maybe the Panthers, Capitals, Capitals have a two-one lead, or maybe in the West with the Flames and Stars, the Stars have a two-one lead. Is there
2: stars any series that's... stars
0: are surprising me that they're up um two games to one? Yes. Um I thought I think the Flames are are light years better than the Stars. And so far the Stars being up two to one has surprised me. Uh they played a really strong defensive game in game two and then got in front of the home crowd last night. And won, uh game three, you know. People might call me crazy. I- I'm really not shell shocked that f- Washington is up two games to one. Um, I'm I'm really not. Just because
1: experience and
0: yeah, I I know. There's something about just Florida and just you you just a team that you just really don't take seriously until you actually see it to believe it. I mean, they haven't. I don't think they've won a playoff series in since the year that they won the Stanley or went to the Stanley Cup in 1996. I don't know if they've won a, I'm going to wow. look that up right now. I I believe they have not won a playoff series since 1996 and I'm going to look that right now. Well, while Bear you're looking me. it up,
1: Go don't ahead. you think that's don't you think that's kind of interesting when there's like franchises that like all the players are different, but it seems like they right. still are in those situations where like, they just can't win until they finally do. I mean, I can't, really I am think in fact just...
0: correct. Yes, they have not. It's they true. I'll go they have all they You know what? They're kind of like the Timberwolves. They've won three playoff series in their <laughs> entire franchise, all in 1996, their third year of existence when they went to the Stanley cup. Since then, they've made the playoffs in 97, 2000, 2012, 16, 19, 20 and 21 and they have not won and a no playoff series, series since. So yeah, I'm 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 not going to sit up here and say that I'm completely shell shocked that Washington's up right. 2 games to 1. Yeah. Not going to do it.
1: Yeah, and and we'll we'll stick with hockey with our next segment. Um, we actually decided to do a little fan choice segment. Uh, we threw up on Facebook um, for the past couple of weeks, just asking, you know, our our millions of followers, of course, to uh, to chime in and just maybe give us a topic or two we can talk about. And uh, one thing that kind of stuck out, especially with with the NHL playoffs going on right now, is uh, a comment from uh, Jessica Lafountain. Uh, some people maybe know her as her uh, ring name jaws dog. Um, but she, a big Bruins fan wanted to talk a little bit about the lightning. Um, and just, just asked if the lightning can win three in a row, is it, is it possible? And, uh, I'll leave that to you, Pinto. I mean, what are your thoughts, you know, as that series is going on right now, you know, what do you think? Can they, can they still win it all?
0: Um, well, let me, uh, let me say this first of all, thank you, Jess, for, uh, for the question. Um, a very good question. I don't think they can. And as we're standing here right now, they are three uh, five minutes away with a three-goal lead for sending this 2-2 back to Tampa Bay. I'm going to say no. I don't think they're going to win this series, first of all. I think Toronto's just a, a slightly better than them, and I think Toronto's going to win this series. Even if they don't, in the last two years, I feel like Tampa Bay has been head and shoulders above everyone else in the Eastern Conference. This year, I just don't feel that way. Um, I think Carolina is better than them. I think Boston could beat them, even though Carolina or Boston, someone has to lose. I don't think the Penguins can beat them, but still, I, I think there are be... Oh, there's another goal for Tampa. 6-2. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that maybe they're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're better than Colorado. I don't think they're better than Calgary. Um, I, I You know, two in a row is hard um, in this sport. But I felt like in those two years, they were head and shoulders, the top of the top, especially in the Eastern Conference. Last year in the Eastern Conference, I thought they were far and wide, uh, you know, kind of like yeah. how Colorado is this year this, in the West. Yeah. Um, again, and Colorado's having their easy way uh, with Nashville. The only series so far that's 3-0 um, probably will be a sweep. Um so, uh, in answer to your question, Jess, no, I, I do not think the lightning will win three in a, w- three in a row. I don't think they're going to win this series. I think Toronto is going to come back and win, but, um, if they are able to win this series, I think that that does make their, not just because obviously they move on to another round, but Toronto is a good, talented team. And if you can get Toronto out of the way, that's a, that's a, that's a nice way to start. Um, and if you're Tampa Bay, you're probably... Although, again, we see hockey teams get upset all the time. Probably not too mad if you see Washington win a couple more games <laughs> against Florida, which could yeah, potentially sure. set them up nicely if they were to come back against... Um, or come back and, and win this series. Uh, but 2-2, going back, best of three now. Uh, it should be fun. A lot of... Uh, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a gambling man, but in, in Toronto, Tampa Bay... Be, uh, there we go. Another goal by Toronto. <laughs> How long have I been talking for? Two and a half minutes. Two goals in two and a half minutes. It's now 6-3. Man, there's a lot of goals in that series. Holy Damn. cow.
1: It seems like a, a few of the series have been like pretty high scoring in every game. I mean, we talked about the Rangers-Penguins. There's a lot of Seven, goals in that one so night. far, which you didn't Way expect. Too many goals. Maybe. Way but... too
0: many. Rangers need to win 2-1 to one tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping for at uh, at least. And then we got edmonton, when, uh, edmonton, edmonton L.A. By the way, Max, did you happen to see? Um, I don't know if you saw it tossed around on on Twitter um, the Edmonton uh, head coach's press conference after they lost eight to two in Game Three. No, I
1: didn't see it. it.
0: Basically, just said we were all terrible, we were all awful. Don't ask me about any individual player. I'll make it easy on you. We stunk. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a have a good one. Paraphrasing, of course. And walked and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much after a uh, eight to two <laughs> loss against, uh, again, I'm sorry. I, I said, I said the Edmonton coach, I meant the LA coach, um, Todd McClellan. So gotcha. Uh, Kings trying to get back on track tonight. That puck drops in, uh, just about before, 20 minutes here on, on Sunday night. when as
1: we record before we hit, uh, stories you missed, I was going to ask for an update. So you're going to, you're going to game five.
0: I have for tickets for Game Seven, should there be one.
1: Interesting. So that might be what I'm rooting for, for then. I'm should for, there be one um, for a Game Seven? Then
0: I've never been to a game. Oh, actually, no, no, I haven't. I have never been to a Game Seven in in any sport. Uh, wow. I've been to I've been to one Game Six. I was at a Mets Game Six in two thousand and six, uh, but I've never been to a Game Seven in my life. That would be no.
1: I'm surprised there was not a trip to Pittsburgh planned. I know you guys went there. What was that 2015,
0: 16? That was game two.
1: 16, right? But but you're not not making a trip this year.
0: No, with uh with my with my uh, wife yeah, having guess, to go to yeah, the hospital. anytime things can, I can't can't <laughs> be can't be in Pittsburgh. That's, that's fair. That's right. Fair. Um, talk to me <laughs> next year, maybe. Uh, maybe All right. make a trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Pinto, you want to introduce our? This is one that you uh. You found you want to introduce a yeah. story you missed.
0: Uh, this is one that's gotten uh, a a lot of talk around the league um, and um, was being talked about during uh during the Mets game today um, when I was watching. So the MLB, which sometimes just seemingly can't get out of its own way for mundane things, um, and we might I believe we talked about this in some way, um, but it seems to be the notion around. The, the, the buzz going around is that the balls being used in Major League Baseball this year are kind of dead. And, um, you know, players aren't hitting home runs. And um, it, it just seems like that balls that normally do go out are not. Um, batting average is down, runs are down, and most notably, home runs are down. So the, the story that came out is that Eric Chavez, who had a, a really solid major league career, most, uh, mostly known for his years uh, with the Oakland A's, playing third. Also played a yep. little bit with the Yankees at the tail end of his career. Good, solid hitter in his career. Respected guy. Mets hitting coach now. Um, he was talking with um, a reporter, and Chavez claimed that a number of his players told him that the ball didn't seem to be so dead When they were playing on ESPN or any number of the streaming services where games are being broadcasted. And at first he thought that it was just a bunch of nonsense. He told the guys that, uh, you know, there's, you know, basically kind of grasping at straws and then kind of watching it after they said it, he just thought the ball was traveling better that the eye test told them when it went aligned lined up, what the analytics were telling them, that, that the ball was going further, sounded better off the bat. Here's the deal, Max. If this is actually true, that the balls are just deadened, the MLB just needs to come out and say it. Like, I, I'm not losing sleep over... Because to be honest with you, in 2019, whenever the ball was juiced, right? Right. It was kind of ridiculous when guys who had you, you would never think would hit 30 home runs were hitting 30 home runs. So that was like the yeah. other extreme. If the balls are being deaded, just tell us and don't be disingenuous, right? There, This isn't our, you know, I, I know I watch more baseball than you do, but you've watched a lot of baseball in your life, too. It's not our first right. time watching baseball. It doesn't, you don't need to be a genius to know that obviously something is going on. Just come out and say it. I I I don't real, I'm not losing sleep over that home runs are down. You know, if uh, I think Pete Alonso has six, seven right now, he's on pace for 36 to 40. That's Mm. fine with me. You know, let the home run hitters be the guys that are parking them out of the park and some backup middle infielder doesn't have 25 throughout the year. I have no problem (laughs) with that. Just be transparent about it. Don't let us guess. Don't let us speculate. Don't let us criticize you. Come out and say it.
1: Yeah. And my thing is why, what's their reasoning to not say it? Because it's not like it's, it's not like it's one team that like, like when we talk about the Tom Brady deflate gate or whatever, like it's not like someone's doing something to give their own team an advantage and no one else. Like it's the MLB doing it for every it's, it's for both teams in the, in, in the games, you know, the, the nationally televised games. So I just don't get what would be the reason to not, come out and say it and just let us know instead of, like you said, like instead of guessing and trying to figure out. Go out out
0: and go out and say it. Don't because I I don't know why they, I guess I don't understand what, what's the, what's the horrible thing to admit. Yes. We changed the scope of the baseball. So we're going to be honest and forthright. And yeah, home runs are might be down because of it. Like, okay. Then the show goes on.
1: But my other thing too, is, what, what do they do? I guess just not knowing as much maybe as as some people or maybe even you like what what exactly are they doing? Like what do? They a, do that
0: I'm not. ai don't I don't know the physics of it, how to <laughs> completely dead. And why do they a, and why baseball? do they have
1: to even touch the like, why can't we just use whatever baseballs, you know, how they come in the in the little plastic baggie and take them out of there, give them to the ump. And like, why do we have to do all this different stuff? Like I get it. If they're trying to get more home runs and make the game more interesting, but like the people who are going to watch are going to watch. Like, I don't think, and obviously they know more, but like, are people saying like, Oh, there's more home runs this year. And like the casual fan is watching more because of that. In my opinion, like I can't see that being making that much of a difference.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I just would love some more transparency from the MLB on, on, on issues. You know, I, I understand if it's, if it's a, if it's a steroid problem and you don't want to air the, the, the dirty laundry of, of, of steroid use, like out to the public. But this is, I mean, this is just how the, the, the ball is sounding off the bat. And um, I'm, I'm reading a quote here from uh, Eric Chavez saying, we can argue other things until you're blue in the face, but we know that with analytics that if you hit a ball over 100 at the right lawn, it should be a homer most of the time. That's telling us, that's telling us there's something going on, end quote. So I don't know, man. And And granted, at least here on the East Coast, it has not been a very warm April and May up to this point. No,
1: not so far.
0: It, it has not been. Uh awful weather over the weekend. Uh rainouts for the Mets and Yankees both uh Friday and Saturday. Uh it was swirling today um, in Philadelphia. I didn't watch the Yankee highlights. Uh I did see Glaber's home run that went you about two walk off. That, yeah. that went about 224 feet.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But um how about uh how about the Yankees?
1: Yeah. They're really, really they're really finding good. ways to I, win. I
0: never would have again. We're in May, but their pitching so far has been absolutely outstanding.
1: Best in and, best in the American League so far. And surprising. I don't think anyone had them with a top what top three top five pitching staff. And yeah, they've given up the third least runs in baseball.
0: They've they've given up 75 runs in 27 games. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I I like them winning like this. I don't like when they're always having to depend on eight right. runs or whatever it is. Um, so so I think it's maybe not as exciting for some people, but for me, like I I like seeing them win like this. I like the game, you know, Glaber making it two one uh in the bottom of the ninth to win the game. Um, I I'm all for great pitching and, and, you know, maybe when the bats aren't going every night, that's okay because we can still find ways to win.
0: Nestor Cortez been, been great for the Yankees again. Um, yeah,
1: I guess I, I
2: I did, I, I,
0: I did not expect the Yankee pitching to come out and dominate the way that it has so far. And they have been the, the main reason that they are, are where they are being at 19 and eight. Uh, on the
1: season so far before we move on from baseball would you say the where the Red Sox are are a bigger surprise than where the Yankees currently are
0: that's a good question because
1: I think more people probably would say okay Yankees came in are in first in their division at this point like I would say it's a, a little surprising surprise, but
0: I'd, I'd say it's a bigger surprise that the Red Sox are in last yeah. and the yeah. the Orioles are ahead of the Red Sox I
1: guess. agree with you yeah yes I would. And who knows? I, I mean, that, a that. lot could change. Obviously, there's plenty of season to go, but it is being, interesting to see them, you know, behind the Orioles.
0: Being uh, being below the Orioles is not a place that <laughs> you want to be.
1: No one wants to be. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's not a not a place you want to be. And while we while we have a second um, on baseball again, uh, how many games are the Cincinnati Reds going to win this year?
1: I I think that's a good question for Mark. Mark, a lot. <laughs> they're well. They're five and twenty-three <laughs> right
0: now. So. Well, a lot
2: is a lot is uh, subjective, you know. <laughs> Man, yes.
0: <they> <laughs> Poor Joey I mean, Votto.
2: Yeah,
1: it's weird because what was it last year, or two years ago, where they were like decent and like competitive at least, and. Mm-hmm. Where they are now, it's it's tough. They to watch were and...
0: they were in the playoffs in uh in the COVID year, um when were Trevor the Bauer sixer... when Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They lost to Atlanta in the first round.
1: Apparently, if you've been uh just putting on putting some money on them just with like the run line so usually I think it's like one and a half runs so they got to lose by two like you right. you've still done really well because they've lost by like more than two runs in a lot of their in a lot of their losses it hasn't been close
0: their run differential is minus 79 the next worst is minus 45 that's by the pirates also i i i can't believe this that at this point in the season still that The Diamondbacks are over 500 at 15 and 14 because I haven't really watched the Reds play this year, but they
2: played
1: Diamondbacks against the Mets. Yeah, right.
0: I've seen the Diamondbacks play six games against the Mets. The Diamondbacks looked absolutely dreadful and God awful. They're 15 and 14 and in last place in their division because the National League West is so darn good
1: stacked. Yeah,
0: absolutely stacked. I cannot believe they are a game over 500 even at yeah, this point in I, the year. Kudos to you, Arizona, being 15 and 14 on, what is this, May 8th? Kudos to you. It probably won't get better than this throughout <laughs> the season. Relish say, it. We'll visit We'll it. visit
1: back in a couple weeks, but yeah. uh, but I'm watching some of their – I've watched some of those games against the Mets and watching them just even oh, try and they, field they the look, ball looked, look looked, <laughs> looked tough.
0: Dreadful. Their lineup, besides Quetel <laughs> Marte, I was like, who on this uh, – Dalton Varsho is a nice young player. Uh, other than Quetel Marte, I was like, who's going to get a hit on this team? Yeah, I couldn't and... name
1: I don't think I could name anyone besides uh Marte. David Peralta, old veteran. Okay. Peralta. Uh, Bob Gardner, we, we right, talked about right. him a little bit of course, the other day. Of but...
0: Mark Melanson, back end of the bullpen.
1: Nice. Yep. <laughs> so,
0: but you know, baseball can be uh a funny game. Um, speaking
1: of bad teams. Right. Or teams struggling.
0: Team struggling as we move on to our lost a step segment of the week, and this one, this one pains me, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know me uh, or has listened to the show to this point, which you should, you should catch up on all eight episodes before you listen to this one. Whenever, of course, whenever uh, it, it gets posted by the best producer in the business, Mark De Stefano. Um, <laughs> if I couldn't root for the Mets, which is Ridiculous to even think about, but if I couldn't, I would root for the Oakland Days. Um, even pre Moneyball, the movie, the whole phenomenon. I, there's just something about the Oakland Days that I don't have a you know a, a jersey or a hat or I, I'm not I'm not reading the Oakland beat writer articles every day. I just yeah. have a soft spot for the team. Um, and to see them now lose nine games in a row, uh, kind of kind of tough. Uh, they've been swept by Cleveland. Tampa Bay, and most recently today, Minnesota. Um, And I mean, it's, and they've, they've played the last three on the road, but um, some of the attendance in their, in their home games has been uh, downright sad. Um, It's, it's a, it's a team with a, a great fan base, Max, but, you know, when you, trade away the entire team and basically say, you know, we're, we're barely going to be competitive. It's hard to show up. And that's a great fan base and they're loyal. And, um, they come out when, when, and again, I I know that kind of sounds fair weather that they come out when the team is good, but when you trade away everyone and you just send the message that we're not going to compete, it's hard to, it's a little different. It's hard to blame the fans. Um, you know, that don't show up at the ballpark. And again, didn't, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, didn't part of you just have a feeling though, that somehow they'd be in the thick of yeah. things like, cause yes. that's just, it seems like that's what they've done in the past. They've gotten they've, rid of good players, but they've they've won games and they've maybe been like a wild card team.
0: They've made, they've made the playoffs. I'm uh, going off the top of my head here. Six times in the, in the last 12 years. They haven't won a playoff series in so long. Uh, 2006 was the last time. They, they get to play they, the Yankees, right? A lot. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Them and the Twins. Um, they haven't won a playoff series in forever. But I, I was, I said this to someone the other day, and, you know, there's been a lot of talks. Uh, if they can't get their new stadium, that they're gonna move, maybe to Vegas, in the same footsteps of the Raiders. And I hope not. I always feel bad when a team with a loyal fan base, you know picks up and, and then moves. Um, I I think that that's uh, because I, I I couldn't imagine that happening now. I know that it's like the Mets, the Knicks, the Rangers. Yeah. They're not, they're not going anywhere. So I understand that, but the Oakland A's have a loyal and the same with the chargers and the Raiders, the Raiders, even more than the A's, the the Oakland Raiders is as good and loyal and solid as a fan base as you had in the NFL and that was I, I. I really felt for those fans when they moved to Vegas. Personally, if the if 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 the Nets packed up and moved, no one would blink. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you I'm, actually I'm, mentioned
1: this last I'm week. Telling yeah, you, I mentioned you last
0: week. No one would blink <laughs> if the Nets packed up and moved. They life would go on, and the Knicks would reign in the city. Even if they win twenty games all year, they'll they'll sell out, and because that's just the way it goes. I I I feel for the Oakland fans. They're good, loyal. Supportive blue-collar fan base, and now with the A's winning nine in a row, making the lost the step segment. Um,
1: Speaking of though, things things uh, need to turn you, around. For, you mentioned their for stadium. The yeah, is that one you've you haven't been there yet? I have right? been. I have been. Oh, okay, that's one I, I need to. A long I need time to go ago, to.
0: in two thousand eight, I saw an, uh an all-time big man pitching matchup. It was Levon Hernandez. For the Twins. Wow. And, and Joe Blanton for the A's.
1: Nice.
0: All-time big guy pitching That's match-up. a good pitching yeah, matchup, I was, yeah. I was there just over 14 years ago. They're kind of like... The A's and the Giants are kind of like the Mets and the Yankees when one's home yeah. the other traditionally isn't.
1: Is away. Right. Yeah. So
0: when I was there, I, I, I wanted San Francisco to be home. Obviously, the gorgeous beautiful right, right. ballpark. Not the old football so stadium. So you've got... But
1: I you've went... Got just. Just one, one more left in California.
0: Anaheim, Anaheim, too.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Anaheim, San Francisco, and Anaheim. I've driven by yeah. the Angel Stadium to at least twice, uh, but I've never been been in. Uh, yeah, so I can't San say Francisco I'm Francisco
1: dying to Anaheim. go to. I can't say I'm dying to cross off Oakland, but obviously, got to do it at some point. But who I'm knows? Maybe, maybe you might I got to do it soon.
0: I was gonna say you might want to do it soon <laughs> because who knows how long they'll be there. I got to. I the mean, old, it's like. I got to the old Turner field two
1: weeks before it closed. I was just going to say I I'd never made it to Turner, but I was there for the one of the... I, I don't know if it was the first year of the new Atlanta uh, Braves Trust. Stadium, but I was there for either the first or second year, and so that was cool, but I was pretty upset I never went to Turner.
0: Yep, I got there two weeks before they shut it down in uh, September of 2016.
1: Well, before before we, uh, let you sign us off, uh, for, for tonight. Um, we did want to give a little shout out. So we do have our, our new logo now. Um, thanks to Hannah Tutwiler, um, helping us out there and making us a nice logo so we can, uh, be official now. So thank you Hannah. Thank you again for that. Um, with that being said, we do have our Facebook page. If you just search lost the step podcast, please, uh, give us a follow, uh, on there and, you know, feel free to comment on our posts and, uh, you know, interact with us. Um, And then on Twitter, now that we have that new logo, we have our new Twitter as well. Uh, Lost to step one. So uh, at lost to step one um, on Twitter. So again, feel free to interact. Uh, We've got a poll on something we've talked about in the past. Go check that out. Uh, Win $25,000 or your favorite team win a championship. Um, (laughs) Something that we've talked to Pinto about. And I just want to see if there's anyone uh, to admit that they're as uh, crazy or as different as, as he is Um, money, money. The answer is money. No, no, it's not (laughs) money. You you would think money. And and just so people know, (sighs) I did 25,000 to be a little generous, but I think we even talked about like a million dollars and that was still the, the right answer for Pinto was his team money. Thank you, Mark. So, I just want to I just this we just want to get a feel
2: our
0: producer doesn't know how to spell doesn't know how to pronounce <laughs> Krzyzewski why are you asking him
2: if you paid me I would spell it right <laughs> that's fair but yeah so that's go fair. check
1: that out on Twitter <laughs> please please chime in there and, and let Pinto know that he's you know in a in the minority which I think he already does but um, but yeah so so definitely check all those things out check out the new logo let us know what you think um, and we'll keep doing some fan uh, type segments so so be on the lookout for those. Very
0: good, very good, and thank you to Hannah again for the great logo. Much appreciated. Um, thank you, Hannah, Max, and Mark. <laughs> final thoughts for uh, this, for today as going on to the next week as we as we wrap this one up.
1: This was I uh, I don't think terrible. I think I think we definitely miss Mike, and we hope he feels better. But uh, but no, I don't think it was terrible. I you know I like talking to you, Tom. So not terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I think it was important just for the show, just for one time that you know it's just going to happen. You know, if if I'm in the hospital, I'm going to do my best. But you know, when uh, coming in the the couple three weeks, there's there's a a very good chance you guys are going to do a show without uh, do a show without me um, in the next in the next two weeks, three weeks. It'll be a quieter
2: show, but it will be definitely. It will I'll I'll just highest rated show. You know, I'll just slowly (laughs) take over.
0: Highest highest rated show in them. Mark,
1: God. Mark is slowly like studying sports. He's watching Sports <laughs> Center every hour just to like when when he gets the call up to the big leagues and he's ready. When we all can't do I'm it, ready. he's just going to do a show by
2: himself. I'm ready.
1: God. <laughs> then
0: he's gonna then he's gonna have n- n- no more use for us. We're gonna be guys to no, Dinosaurs. That's Mike true. Mike feel
2: better and uh go Reds. You know. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh... really, really pulling for them. Clearly, Mike, uh,
0: absolutely feel better. Um, we obviously want you back next week. I know that I'm never introing the show again, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I hope that you still want to talk with us next week.
2: Solid effort, Tom, you know, happy mother's day, everyone. Happy mother's, happy mother's day. Mother's day, everyone. Great
0: mothers out there. This has been the ninth episode nice. of the lost step podcast, May 8th. 2022 have a great (laughs) week everyone and we will talk to you again soon see ya